Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, this is Steve Anglesey from The New European, welcoming you to a special seasonal podcast where I'll be joined by some New European colleagues to say goodbye and, frankly, good riddance to 2022. And we'll also be sharing our hopes and predictions for 2023. If you're listening to this before Christmas and you're still short of a gift idea for someone, or you're listening to it after Christmas and you forgot someone and you want to make it up to them, Here's a reminder that you can get a great deal on new European gift subscriptions by going to theneweuropean.co.uk slash TNE podcast. Our merchandise is a great buy at any time of year. You'll find that at shop.theneweuropean.co.uk. The regular TNE podcast will be back on January the 6th. But for now, enjoy this special pod featuring some of my favourite colleagues. Well, hi there, Alistair Campbell here, editor-at-large, no less, of the New European. Um, so my highlight of 2022, it's been a pretty crap year in many, many ways, but I think if I could only have one, it's the fall of Bolsonaro. Uh, and not because I'm that connected to Brazil or Brazilian politics, but I just felt it was a moment where I felt, you know what, this populism this polarisation, the lying in, at the heart of so many of our so-called successful politicians in re recent years, I thought maybe it can be overturned. So that's why I, I took great hope from Bolsonaro's defeat. What I liked least about 2022 was the continuing normalisation of the abnormal in our politics. I mean, three prime ministers in a year. Uh, and all pretty bad at the job. Johnson, awful human being, liar, corrupt, all the rest of it. Trust completely out of her depth. Sunak, who looks to me like somebody who in a normal politics would just be about becoming a kind of junior minister in a middle ranking department. And he's now the bloody prime minister. Um, and yet all covered as they've gone through their various processes all covered almost like this is perfectly normal um so yeah the normalization of the utterly abnormal in our politics so my hope for 2023 is that all ends um i hope actually that this government goes before the full length because i think they we've got to get rid of them they're doing so much damage to the country my wild prediction for 2023 well it's not that wild because we're top of the championship so my prediction for 2023 is that burnley are going back to the Premier League.
Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. Have a great time. And um, thank you for all that you do to spread the word about the new European, which is uh, one of the few things to have emerged from the wretchedness of Brexit that actually is worth keeping. All the best. Hello, this is Bonnie Greer from the New European. My highlight of 2022 was Donald John Trump failure with his curated, hand-picked uh, uh, whatevers for uh, the different races in the United States midterm. He predicted, and so did the GOP, that there was going to be a red wave. And it's traditional that that happens. The opposition party uh, does extremely well in the midterms because the midterms are usually a referendum on the presidency. That's why they're called the midterms. It's the midterm of the president. So it's a referendum on the president and the party the president belongs to. Well, old Joe showed them something different. And uh, Trump's people were wiped out. The GOP was wiped out. Kevin McCarthy, who's going to become leader of uh, the House, is struggling to get a majority to vote for him. He needs 218 votes. He's got eight people rebelling against him on his own side. So uh, it's been a great, jolly year for that. The thing I like least about 2022 was uh, social media. I've been doing social media for a long time, but something's happening to it, and it's bad. Uh, one of the bad things that's happened to it, of course, is Elon Musk, who uh, is a cross between Lex Luthor and some bumbling cartoon character like Elmer Fudd in the old uh, Looney Tunes, Warner Brothers cartoon things. He thinks he's cool. He thinks he's king of the world. And I guess in a way, uh, what what is the point of being the richest guy on earth if nobody's talking about you? So you buy Twitter. Um, horrible. He's messed it up. And that's an understatement. My hope for 2023 is that the Ukrainians finally kick out the Russians. And the reason that's important, not only for the Ukrainians, is that it opens up the Black Sea and it allows countries around the world, especially those in Africa and in Asia, to eat. We didn't know before this war that Ukraine is the breadbasket of the world. So Zelensky is, we are all lucky to be living in his time. He's an amazing person. The guy from TV who, who played the president on TV and then became the president it will go down his, he'll go down history. So I hope he wins, not just get a truce. I hope he kicks their butts, kicks Putin's butt. And then we can get these, these ship, the shipping going again and we can get people able to eat again. My wild prediction is that Charles III is actually gonna be a great king. Uh, this guy is gonna help lead this nation out of its miasma. He is a European by nature. He is a, a guy who brings builds bridges. He's done that all of his life. He's going to come into his own. He's going to respect Parliament because he said he would, he would. But uh, he's going to be, he's going to be amazing. And I'm not a royalist, but I say all hail the king because he's going to be doing his job and it's going to be fabulous. And this, uh, Girl from the South Side of Chicago, like Michelle Obama, says to all of us 
remainers and new European readers and contributors and editors, I wish all of you an incredible, incredible Christmas, an amazing holiday and break. And uh, always keep your eye on the sparrow, like the old, old slave song used to say, keep your eye on the sparrow. This is Will Self from The New European. My highlight of 2022 was spending a month in the Languedoc, whose highlight wouldn't be that. Uh, drinking the marvellous, flinty-tasting white wines, visiting the extraordinary cities of uh, Nîmes and Montpellier and other places, and, and generally enjoying uh, the French lifestyle. What I liked least about 2022 was Liz Truss. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't want to kind of veer into the ad hominem too much, although I have just done that. Uh, but but uh, the reprehensibility of her behaviour, uh, both before and when she was in office, seemed to me a natural outgrowth of her own personality, not some ideological add-on. Uh, my hope for 2023 is, uh, you know, I like my uh, uh, colleague Alistair Campbell's uh, uh, brooting about of, of the term uh, Brexitomurta. There needs to be an end to the silence about talking about the consequences of, uh, uh, of Brexit with, with real uh, fixity and determination. That whole dialogue and discourse needs to 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 come forward uh and i and i would like to see keir starmer uh cleaving to his heart a bit more than uh his head on these issues uh, my wild prediction for 2023 uh is the end of the world uh either through nuclear apocalypse or a cascading uh, environmental degradation, uh, one or the other. Uh, you know, it's like the old uh, Peter Cook sketch where the the the, the apocalyptic, uh, you know, cult wait for the new year to come, safe in the knowledge that the world will end, and are then disappointed year after year. But hey, guys, stop clock is right twice a day. Hello, this is Tanner Koch from the New European. My highlight of 2022 was the courage and tenacity of the Ukrainian people. What I liked least about 2022 was, quite obviously, that this courage was and is still being tested by a Russian aggressor. My hope for 2023 is that I'll manage to sneak some Harry and Meghan content into the paper. And my wild prediction for 2023 is that the best is yet to come. Fröhliche Weihnachten to all new European readers and listeners, and a happy new year, and glückliches neues Jahr. Hello, Jay here. I'm the commissioning editor, and it's lovely to be with you. My highlight of 2022 was the mini-budget. That's uh, maybe a little bit perverse sounding, but the reason it was my highlight was because it was something in UK politics that couldn't be denied. Something had come along, and the consequences were very, very obvious. They were terrible, and everybody knew it. And that was that. Um, and I thought that was rather welcome because there's been a lot of denying going on in British politics recently. A lot of inability to look facts in the face. 
Um, but when the mortgage market and the bond market and the currency market uh, and the pension system are all collapsing, um, then, well, you kind of can't really deny that, can you? So um, that was my highlight of 2022, the mini budget, the moment that a tiny bit of reality returned to British political discourse. Um, what I like least about 2022 is the sense that we are heading for, or in fact, we are already in, really, a US-style culture war in Britain. Um, people arguing with one another over the meaning of the word woke, wokeness, whether our history is being stolen from us, stolen in inverted commas, uh, which of course it's not. But that kind of argument uh, is, I think, uh, very unfortunate and we don't really kind of want to get too far into it, but it's here. And that's what I liked least about 2022. My hope for 2023 is that the recession lifts as soon as possible and also that the war in Ukraine resolves itself. Those two things go hand in hand and we can only cross our fingers and hope. My wild prediction for 2023 is that there will be another conservative leadership contest. Sorry. But yes, that's my wild prediction. But bearing in mind what happened last year, maybe it's not so wild. Anyway, but that's it. Um, uh, thank you very much for having me. Happy Christmas and a happy new year to everybody. Hi, this is Eleanor Longman-Rood and I'm a journalist at The New European. I'm going to start with the bad news and talk about what I least liked about 2022, my low point. For me, this was the news that in June the Supreme Court overturned Roe v Wade the decision that legalised abortion nationwide almost 50 years ago in 1973, following the leaking of document in May, which indicated that this decision was imminent. It's especially sad as in January, this would have marked 50 years um, since the landmark legislation was passed, but instead it won't make it to this anniversary. This clampdown on women's healthcare rights has huge repercussions that we're only just starting to see. For example, a new survey conducted by Harris Poll found that 21% of women said that they had changed their birth control method post-Roe, with a lot of women now fearing the incoming uncertainty, especially after reading Justice Clarence Thomas' concurring opinion suggesting that the court would now also reconsider Grinswold versus Connecticut, which was the 1965 ruling protecting the right to contraception. And off the back of this, I have to say then that my highlight was working on and, hopefully, being able to shed some light on the abortion battle that was going on much closer to home in Europe. Mara Clark, founder and director of Abortion Support Network, ASN, told me that the Supreme Court's move wasn't the least bit surprising to anyone who was paying attention, as indeed her and her other activists have been. In fact, ASN is one of the six organisations that make up Abortion Without Borders, an initiative that works together to help women in Poland with its strict abortion law access abortions at home with pills or abroad in clinics. Together, they step up and help women where the government takes a step back, refusing to let them fall through the cracks. As part of this, it was also great to talk to Justina Rudowinska, who faces three years in jail if found guilty by of aiding a woman get a pill-administered abortion by providing her pills from her own supply. In March 2020, Rudowinska was contacted by this woman, who isn't publicly named, in Poland at the Abortion Dream Team offices. She needed help getting an abortion. She had already tried to go to Berlin to get one, but her abusive partner threatened to call the police on her after learning that she'd planned to take her child with her. At nearly 12 weeks pregnant and with a new virus causing Europe's borders to close, she was growing very desperate. Rudowinska knew this sense of despair all too well, as she told me, having previously left an abusive marriage 10 years ago. So she sent this woman the pills. 
A year later, the police arrived at her home after the woman's partner reported it. She clearly, however, hasn't lost her sense of humour. She describes to me the horror upon one officer's face when he discovered a drawer full of underwear when searching her house. She was unwavering, and it was a real highlight to speak to her and hear her story of this case. My hope for 2023 is that Boris Johnson won't achieve a comeback, but not for want of trying, and do a Berlusconi. He quit under and resigned under a quagmire of lies and scandal, and the line after that needs to very much remain drawn. In a recent interview, Rory Stewart said that people needed to be reminded why Boris Johnson did offer his resignation. And my hope for 2023 is that someone also reminds the former Prime Minister of this as well. And finally, my wild prediction for 2023 is that Elon Magpie Musk is going to develop yet another shiny new hobby. Could we even see him enter the realm of politics? He's previously said he prefers not to get involved in it and that he's conventionally neither left or right. Although he later revealed that he had voted Republican after disagreeing publicly with a lot of Joe Biden's policies. So for a 2023 prediction, predictable as ever. That's all from me this episode and indeed for this year. Merry Christmas listeners and a very happy new year. This is Lionel Barber, contributing editor to The New European. My highlight of 2022 was Boris Johnson being booted out of Downing Street. I just hope he doesn't come back. What I liked least about 2022, Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Musk has a planet-sized ego and the user experience ain't the same. My hope for 2023, Putin's defeat and an end to the Ukraine war. Don't hold your breath. My wild prediction for 2023 is Ben Stokes's Baz Ball blows away the Australians and England regains the ashes. I wish all new European readers and podcast listeners a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hello, this is Clarny Chanela from the New European. My highlight of 2022 is touched with tragedy. I was given the immense privilege of spending several months alongside colleagues Suna Erdem and Leal Shakir reconstructing the journeys of the people who died in the cold waters of the Channel in November 2021, trying to make it from France to Britain in a small boat. We published this story in February, and while sadly nothing seems to have changed in terms of government policy since then, I do hope the story helped return some humanity to people too often portrayed as faceless numbers. It was a heartbreaking story to report. I spoke through an interpreter to Zana, the brother of Tawana Mahmoud Mohammed, an 18-year-old from Iraqi Kurdistan who died. It was hard and humbling to hear Zana question Europe's humanity and wonder whether anyone could help him find his brother's missing body. Another highlight would have to be the release of British citizens Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe and Anusha Ashuri from Iranian detention in March, but it was still sad to consider how political incompetence had lengthened their ordeals. It was great to see Anusha run the London Marathon in October in a prison uniform carrying a banner which read Women, Life, Freedom. Which brings me to what I liked least about 2022. The appalling violence meted out to women, girls and other protesters in Iran and the crackdown on women's rights in Afghanistan. In Iran it all started when a 22-year-old woman, Masa Mamini, was arrested by morality police in September for not wearing her hijab properly. Protests broke out immediately and since then around a 500 people have been killed, including teenage girls. At least 18,000 have been arrested. There have been at least two executions and more are expected. In Afghanistan, high school girls have not returned to school since the Taliban took power again in August 2021. 
Now millions of Afghan women have been confined to their homes, forced to spend their days working on farms or weaving carpets and doing household chores. But they are fighting back, taking to the streets, chanting bread, work, freedom and persisting despite beatings, arrests and abductions. One can only imagine the despair these women feel to see their freedoms, the freedoms they gained in recent years, so brutally snatched away. My hope for 2023 is that the world gets serious about dealing with the climate emergency. This is not an add-on to normal life. It's not something we should do if we have more time, like tidying under the stairs or defrosting the freezer. Next year will be warmer than this one, and one of the hottest on records. We need to get serious about cutting emissions. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres must feel like he needs to invent new language to convey the gravity of the situation because nothing he says seems to matter. Now he's promising a UN summit in September to hold governments accountable and demand tangible plans for improvement. In his words, this will be a no-nonsense summit with no exceptions and no compromises. No room for greenwashers, backsliders and blame shifters. We'd all better hope he succeeds. And my wild prediction for 2023, well, apparently Nostradamus predicted a great war, a giant fire and economic disaster. And to that I say, so last year, darling. So I'm going to go for something a little less apocalyptic. I'm going to say football might finally be coming home. And of course, I'm talking about the women and the FIFA Women's World Cup being hosted by Australia and New Zealand in July and August. England won the Euros in 2022. Surely we can hope that they will do well as well in the World Cup. And with that, I'd like to wish everyone a holiday season full of love and laughter and a happy new year. Or as we say at home, blian nu we wash rave. Slán. Hello, this is John T. Bloom from the New European. My highlight of 2022 was Jacob Rees-Mogg having to travel to Dover to delay checks on goods entering the UK yet again because they boost inflation and cost UK companies a billion a year. Schadenfreude is always fun. What I liked least about 2022 was the attacks on the RNLI for rescuing asylum seekers from the Channel. Apparently drowning babies is now acceptable to some in this country. My hope for 2023 is that the Tory party stops pandering to the far right and throwing them red meat because they will never have enough red meat. My wild prediction for 2023 is that one major Brexit supporter will admit that it's all been a terrible mistake and sincerely apologise. Yes, that does also mean I still believe in Father Christmas, which means I know that all of our listeners and readers will have a happy and very merry Christmas holiday. See you next year. Hello again, it's Steve Anglesey from The New European. Uh, My highlight of 2022. I think it was reading the opinion polls. It's a long time since I've been able to say that. There were... Many cultural things that I liked. I loved the bear, the white lotus, bad sisters on TV. I really loved licorice pizza at the cinema. The best book I read all year was Five Decembers by James Kestrel. I also loved telling stories, uh, Kevin Cummins' book of photographs of the fall. The best albums I heard were Everything Was Beautiful by Spiritualized and I Survived It's Over by Rich Ruth. And the best gigs I went to in 2022, well, Bob Dylan at the Palladium, Grace Jones at the Royal Festival Hall, Lee Rittenauer and Dave Grusin uh, sharing a stage at Ronnie Scott's. A combined 303 years of magic in those four people. Uh, go and see them when you get the chance. Of course, I love seeing the back of Boris Johnson for now. 
and I loved seeing the long-held fantasies of the hard Brexiteers explode on contact with reality when they were tried by Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng. The caveat, obviously, is that all of us will be paying for the madness of Boris Johnson and Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng for some time to come. What I like least about 2022, I've been thinking about this, and I really think it's Jonathan Gullis, the Stoke-on-Trent North MP. He's like the he reminds me of the bear in Midsummer, only uh, less pleasant. Uh, Jonathan Gullis, he was most recently heard complaining about bishops who supported the NHS strikes. He said the bishops were using a pulpit to preach from. Work that one out. Jonathan Gullis is a moral black hole, and while the thought of him losing his seat at the next election is highly pleasurable, it does terrify me that he might go back to his old job, which is teaching. My hope for 2023 is that the clamour for people to tell the truth about Brexit grows. I'd really like Donald Fagan to put out a new album. I'd really like S.A. Cosby and Attica Locke to put out new novels. I'm Willie Vlautin. I'd really like Boris Johnson's next comeback to be as successful as his last comeback. I'd really like no one to be sent to Rwanda under Sue Ella Braverman's groundbreaking migration partnership. And also, while we're talking about jargon, I'd really like Oliver Dowden to stop saying he's straining every sinew to do something when he's straining no sinews to do anything. And I really want somebody to tell Penny Morden that the food pantries she's opened up in her constituency are actually food banks. They're born out of hunger and necessity, not a mid-afternoon wish to nip into the pantry for a Bakewell slice. My wild prediction for 2023, by the end of it, Rishi Sunak, won't be the Prime Minister of the UK, and Joe Biden won't be running for a second term as President of the USA. This is Tim Walker from The New European. My highlight of 2022 was the opening of my play Bloody Difficult Women at the Riverside Studios and then seeing it head up to Edinburgh for the Edinburgh Fringe. What I least liked about 2022 was this destructive ideological government remains in office. My hope for 2023 is that they leave office. My wild prediction for 2023 is Labour will come out against Brexit. God bless you one and all, said Tiny Tim. Hello, this is Matt Withers from The New European. My highlight of 2022 was the story of Neil Parrish, the former Conservative MP for Tiverton and Honiton, who, amid a dismal year of war, inflation and political turmoil, added to the gaiety of the nation by being caught watching pornography on his phone in the House of Commons chamber and then managing to keep a straight face while claiming he'd been trying to look at tractors. I used to be based in Parliament. My first reaction to that story was, hmm, the Wi-Fi's improved. What I liked least about 2022 was the period in April when pretty much every bus in London seemed to have Piers Morgan's enormous face emblazoned on its side, advertising his new talk TV show. Love him or hate him, you can't miss him, that's what they said. And yet every single one of us listening to this podcast have managed it. My hope for 2023, and this might be perverse for a journalist, is just one day without news. It's been such a lengthy period for news. Austerity, Brexit, Covid, Gemma Collins and James Argent splitting up. Donald Trump, war in Ukraine, the death of the Queen, Gemma Collins and James Argent getting back together. I would just love Hugh Edwards to come on the TV at six o'clock one day and say, nothing has happened today anywhere. In lieu of any news, 
here is an old Daffy Duck cartoon. My wild prediction for 2023 is the return of Boris Johnson. As our Mandrake columns reported this week, the former Prime Minister is waiting for the Conservatives to flop in May's local elections before challenging Rishi Sunak and returning to number 10. Incidentally, after leaving office this year, he whisked Karioff for a belated honeymoon, going to Slovenia, because, he said, it's the one place with the word love within its name. Boris Johnson should have gone to Scunthorpe. Merry Christmas and a very happy and peaceful New Year for new European readers and podcast listeners. This is John Kampfner from The New European. My highlight of 2022 was Boris Johnson being ushered out of number 10 just a few days before the Queen died, so he didn't preside Churchillian style over the event. What I liked least about 2022 was the realisation that in Rishi Sunak, the Tories probably, possibly have somebody who's moderately competent, or at least not a complete buffoon or lunatic, V. Johnson or Truss, and therefore they're probably going to be around for another couple of years. My hope for 2023 is pretty simple, that Vladimir Putin is toppled, possibly killed, and my wild but eminently realisable prediction for 2023 is that the new European outsells the sun. Happy Christmas. Hello, this is James Ball from the New European. My highlight of 2022 was probably the popcorn fest that was Liz Truss's premiership. What I liked least about 2022 was definitely Elon Musk buying Twitter. Why couldn't he have bought a social network that I don't use? My hope for 2023 is, honestly, it's that we have a general election. It feels so very, very overdue. And my wild prediction for 2023 is that something, anything, anything finally starts working in Britain. Maybe even a train runs on time. And that's it for me. Wishing every new European reader a hopeful Christmas and a brave new year. Hi, this is Steve Anglesey again. I hope you enjoyed our special podcast. The regular pod returns on January the 6th between then and now. If you're still short of a gift idea or you forgot someone and want to make it up to them, a reminder you can get a great deal on new European gift subscriptions by going to the neweuropean.co.uk slash TNE podcast. Our merchandise again, if you want to do that, that is at shop.theneweuropean.co.uk. And I want to end this podcast and this year, really, by sending my thanks to you for supporting the New European in 2022. It's been a difficult year for so many people, and 2023 looks like being every bit as much of a challenge. But you know what? It does feel like this was the year that things started to move our way, and long may that continue. So from me and from everyone at the New European, have a wonderful holiday, and we will talk to you again next year.